All right, welcome back to Be Right, presented by CBDMD. I'm Alex Myers, and as always, I'm joined by Stephen Hennessy, Christopher Powers. We've also got a special guest today, the Action Network's Josh Perry. So welcome, Josh, to the show. Um, good to talk to everybody. Obviously, uh, Steve, we'll start with you, though, because you you really had quite a Sunday there at the Zozo Championship. Um, I was impressed. A lot of sharp plays by you. You had the board kind of circled both with some pre-tournament bets, but also some live action. Uh, you ended up doing pretty well with Patrick Kelly. Yeah, I mean, we were we talked a lot last week about Justin Thomas, so that was our that was my biggest bet. But I also had Cantlay, so I uh, was in a decent position on the back, back nine there. Uh, on Sunday, um, I was playing golf earlier in the day and then was catching up and, you know, all of a sudden Cantlay's in the mix and Rom was really the only one I didn't have a piece of. And, um, so, you know, it was kind of debating what to do. And then all of a sudden JT Rom, uh, kind of struggle a bit and Cantlay's, you know, up by three, he's on that par five, um, drives it in the bunker, but then hits a, hits that good second shot. And the site that I was using, um, offered me a, a payout of like, my big payout would have been, I think, 300 bucks. So this was 250 they're offering me. So, um, you know, the $50 difference, I mean, this gets into whether it's worth hedging or not, but I decided to take, take the money and then sprinkle a little bit on JT and Rom and Rom was 29 to one. He was only, I think four back at the time, but you know, a couple par fives coming in uh, a couple birdieable holes, JT, who I had the pre-bet on uh, was nine to one. So I put a little more on them. So I actually ended up rooting for them down the stretch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is definitely a good Sunday. It's, it's been a couple weeks since I've hit an outright, uh, well, you know, powers had Bryson at the U S open. That's been pissing me off uh, that I wasn't on him. Colt notes, yeah. you know, said Bryson was hitting it as bad as anybody. Uh, his word from Wingfoot was really sharp or not. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good week. And I also had some Euro action too. Uh, I actually followed Josh's picks there. Uh, he always puts out a couple of outright bets on the other tours, which we'll get into later. But uh, he had me on Colstair who ended up losing by one. And I wish I had taken the each way. The, the one book that I'm on does offer it here in New Jersey. And for some reason, you know, late Wednesday night, I decided that wasn't a good, good call. So I would have even won more money. So um, and also hit a first round leader on the LPGA tour, Allie McDonald. So who ended up going <laughs> on to win the tournament? Of course, I didn't bet her outright. So it was kind of a crazy week all around. Very nice. You can't see, but Chris is, uh, you know, kind of rolling his eyes saying, all right, we get of it. We get this it. is like the introducing Tiger on the first tee when Phil was like, all right, all right, enough. Good oh, Lord. Well, you've heard all this. Well, Powers, you've heard all this multiple <laughs> times. The, the audience hasn't heard my uh, right. my, my nice week. So. And, and Powers is still kind of licking his wounds, too, because I got on him on Sunday. He didn't even realize. He went all in, not all in, but whale play on the Cowboys twice <laughs> in one within one week because they were I had them. Yeah, yeah. And then a Sunday game. So within six days, he went Cowboys hard twice. They got absolutely smoked both times i mean just and and you hate the cowboys too it's just i know mind. Uh, that must have been really really painful for you yeah i mean i didn't think of it that way when you said it when i had because i had them against the cardinals monday night and then uh you know having them twice in one week that that was brutal and i had them like three ways on sunday i think i had them in a teaser and a parlay and both would have hit 
without the Cowboys in them. So that was really, I'm really salty about that. So off the Cowboys. Um, actually had Cantley in a really stupid parlay, which was Cantley, um, the Chiefs, the Bills, all money line, and then the Patriots money line. I really got suckered into the uh, the Pats. I think everyone got suckered into the Pats. <laughs> I mean, minus two and a half, I think. Maybe it closed at three. You know, everyone was expecting a bounce back. Belichick doesn't lose two games in a row. But uh, Niners are obviously still very real. Shanahan's great coach. And I don't know. It's not not, uh, not going so hot in New England right now. So no. definitely uh, NFL Sundays have a way of bringing you straight back down to earth, especially after you have a good uh, Saturday on college. So they, maybe yeah. I need to stop betting NFL altogether. Yeah, they actually I got – roped into uh three rare nfl bets but one of them was pat's niners and i had the niners so i was happy made a few bucks actually treated myself to this new sweatsuit from costco i'll probably keep this on for the next six months uh it's very snug very cozy uh but uh yeah josh do you have any uh any war stories from this past uh weekend that you want to share um, it was just kind of like what you guys had there. Um, I was just, uh, Stephen there, um, in Europe with, with Cole Sartz and we had Cantor and we had, uh, Heisel there just hanging around, went two, two, four when, with no top five. So nice minus 100% ROI. I think I tweeted out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the top fives just didn't, didn't line up. It was like, uh, you get a 66 to one on Cantor, but if you don't have the each ways, like most of us in the States don't. Right. Um, it's like plus 750 for a top five on him and that doesn't work out. And then, right. so you're go down to Cole starts and it was 12 to one on the top five with an 88 to one outright. And that doesn't work out with the numbers. Wow. So most of the time it's like very, very limited what I can get down on top five. So it's like, oh, it's all in. And then I think Ben Coley tweeted out, uh, like Ross McCallan lost five strokes, ball striking and gained 14 with his short game. So it was just one of those weeks in Europe where he's in the wrong bunker on the wrong hole and gets it green side and pulls out and, we lose when he holds a 20 footer on the last. So, but yeah. And then with the, with the LPJ, I was with Allie uh, on Allie McDonald there just to win it outright. So when she was up by like four on, uh, on Friday, I was like, well, here we go again with that. So, but <laughs> she actually closed it out. Although I don't know if you guys were watching much of it because 99% of people were probably watching football at that time, but she was up yeah. by one. Well, she was up two on the 18th. It's par five. And Daniel King had to lay up. She had a wedge. It was like 80 yards, spun it back. Almost should have gone in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> should have gone in. The video might have been out there. Should have gone in. That would have forced a playoff essentially. Yep. So I was I was really waiting for that one just to like completely wipe it out. Had Lonto in the final group. That was it. Because I don't really bet the top guys very often. So right. just trying to find a spot and that faded away. So yeah, there's a few things out there. Got lucky that LPJ didn't go disastrous. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, same old, same old. A lot of seconds. Yeah, and I I actually was watching LPGA on. I think it was Friday maybe and Kang, or no Saturday Kang hit a tee shot that went out of bounds by about six inches. They actually had to like determine. And she was of course pissed, went back. She ended up having to make like a 15 footer for double, but that ended up helping you as well because she was right with uh, McDonald's at that point too. Um, all right. Well, anyway, we hopefully, well, Steve had a good week. Uh, hopefully the rest of us have a better week this week. Uh, we have the Bermuda championship on tap. Uh, we'll get into some picks in a second, but first, Steve. Uh, Steve, by the way, his power just went out, so he's calling in. He's he's doing an admirable job here. My my boiler just kicked on, so we're, we're fighting a lot of technical difficulties here. But uh, Steve, uh, let's hear from our our a word from our sponsor, CBDMD. 
Yeah, this week's episode of Golf Digest Be Right Betting Podcast, sponsored by our friends at CBDMD, because we all have something that ails us, aches, pains, stress, power outage while you're trying to do your uh, your weekly podcast, whatever it is. Find out why world-class athletes like two-time Masters champ Bubba Watson with another good finish this week uh, at the Zozo are trusting CBDMD over other products to help you during competition. CBDMD boosts natural support and relief to help you achieve your goals. And there's a type of product for everybody, a tincture, topical, bath bomb, even pet products. They've got something for everybody. Honestly, if you haven't given, given CBD a try, this is a great opportunity to do so. This offer is not going to last long. Uh, so take our advice. Take advantage of it now while you can. Discover which product is right for you. Great new deal for listeners, cbdmd.com. Uh, they're offering 25% off your purchase when you use the promo code discovery at checkout. One more time, cbdmd.com, promo code DISCOVERY for 25% off your order of premium CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right. With that, let's move on to the Bermuda Championship. So with, you see this, you see this breaking news? No. What? College game day coming to the Masters, apparently. What? Yeah. Oh. Which I wrote about in April. No big wow. deal. Good you're a soothsayer. What, is, it, is it in conjunction with a, a Georgia game or something? I think it's Georgia. I don't know who they're playing that week. I forget. Come on, you're a Georgia fan. You don't know this. Yeah, come no, on. No, I don't. Well, well, the schedule's all, all well, screwed up now. They were supposed to play got, Kentucky last week. So they got trounced by Bama. So the yeah, now the season's over. Um, All right, sorry, go ahead. We'll figure that out. That's that's uh, you know not as I thought it was going to be a little more exciting than what you you said, but um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. It's exciting for us nerd, college football nerds. Right. All right, so we got the Bermuda Championship, which let's be honest is not the Zozo Championship uh, or the CJ Cup, rather when it comes to the field. Um, it is an expanded field, but uh, not not quite the star power. Um, let's just start at the top here, and for I don't know at least the second time, maybe the third time. You have a, a corn fairy tour player. Now I know he's not your typical guy, but Will Zalatoris is actually the favorite to win a PGA Tour event. Um, he is at we're going to DraftKings odds right now, plus eleven fifty right now, followed by defending champ Brendan Todd at fourteen to one. Um, then it's a little bit of a drop off there. So let's just start with those top two guys. You got the defending champ Brendan Todd, who kind of made his resurgence. Uh, starting last year at, at this event, he became one of the great stories, comeback stories in sports, really. And then you have Will Zalatoris, the young, the young weight kid. Shout out to uh, my alma mater, uh, who's made a lot of noise this year. Uh, guys, any any of those two guys? Are you are you liking that, or are you going to look a little deeper down the board? Uh, me, I'll start. Uh, Georgia's actually playing Missouri that weekend, so that should be a win. Um, should be. Uh, I, you know, like Josh said before, he doesn't really bet guys at the top. I think that's kind of the thing we all, we all say and do, I, you know, I'm not going to bet Will Zalatoris as, as the favorite. Obviously he's played really well. Three top tens, his last four starts, um, pretty much has the special temporary membership locked up already. I think he might need a few more points. You know, you could argue that frees him up and he can just let it go. Now you could argue he won't be as motivated. I don't really care which way you argue. I'm not betting him either way at that number. And the same goes for Todd, 14 to one. I mean, you know, I'm sure he was crazy odds last year. I think this is going to be a long shots week. You want a guy who, like a Hudson Swafford, who just won a Corrales, guy who might be highly motivated to, uh, you know, get back in the winner's circle. Harold Varner, 20 to one. How could you feel good about that? So 
No, I'm not. Uh, I'm maybe maybe Doc Redman, maybe Charlie Hoffman, and maybe Henrik Stenson is where I would start. But other than that, I don't really feel good about anybody at the top there. I mean, Zalatoris, you know, <clears throat> he's he's the big favorite. Doesn't even have tour status, but look at his uh, you know, his record. It, he's finished in the top twenty in sixteen of his past eighteen starts. When you combine Corn Ferry with PG Tour, it's pretty ridiculous. So it's it's kind of uh, you know it's worthy of this number. It's just a matter of whether you're willing to lay that low number. Um, you know, many sharp people will not say that's that's worth betting on. Um, I think it's a top ten bet is is probably the move you're you're not going to get a good good odds there either so maybe parlay that with somebody um yeah like power said in this field you know anybody could kind of come out and win so it's not the sharp play by any means but i kind of think there's a decent chance zalatoris gets it done he you know clinches his special temporary status you know in kind of style and does it that way brennan todd has, has been playing pretty poorly uh but his last two starts have finished outside the top 40 he also is making the trip from Sherwood. So, um, you know, this is just a different event to him than it was last year. He entered last year really looking for redemption in, in that comeback this year. You know, he's got his eyes on the Masters, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks. I'm um, sure he wants to defend his title, but uh, I, I think he has a little less motivation. So, you know, definitely off of Brendan Todd at that number. Yeah, it's the same thing for me. Like, I I didn't bet Will Zalatoris in Corn Ferry Fields when he's 12 to 1, so I'm not going to bet him in this field. I mean, people will people will look at it and be like, oh, it's basically a Corn Ferry, but it's it's not. You got you still got good players up there. Emiliano Grios, fine. Doc Redman, Charlie Oppmann, Henrik Stenson. Like, these guys are all way different class than what he was facing in those fields. And so to put him at the same odds is, is a little crazy to me. You kind of see, like, a little bit further down the board with Ollie Snyder Jans, like in Corn Ferry Fields a month ago, two months ago, he was 30 to one. Now he's hundred to one year. So why are we not getting any sort of adjustment like that with Zalatoris for the field strength? I don't know. It's obviously the name brand and he's kind of shown he can hang in these lesser PGA fields. Mm-hmm. Um, if it turns into a birdie fest, like it was last year, though, he's one of those guys where, yeah, the ball striking is amazing, but he's also got a Keegan Bradley bent on type putting problem too. So that's why he's only got one win on the corn Ferry tour. You can go out and ball strike your way to 15 under, but you got to get 20 on those tours. And so, yeah, it's the same sort of thing here. I mean, there's a lot of wind that's supposed to pick up. And honestly, that's probably the best thing for him. Um, yep. Cause if it keeps those scores in the 15 under range, then yeah, he's more alive. But if he gets the 24 under, like it was last year with Todd, I don't know if he can make enough putts to do that. Um, again, though, field strength wise, like he should be fine. I don't have a problem with him up there. It's just, and if you're looking for a reason to back him, you can kind of go back to Puerto Rico where Victor Hoblin broke through at 14 to one. Like, it was one of those things like, should he be up that high? Should we mm-hmm. have that, that sort of number with him? Should we bet him as a favorite? And he, he was able to came, come through in that sort of field. So uh, if you're looking for a reason to back him, that's kind of one of the things you can lean on is that he does have a, a talent and the wind should help him out there. Yeah, the, the wind's supposed to be, you know, whipping this week. Uh, maybe not the first round, but from uh, Friday on. Um, he did finish T4 earlier this year at the Bahamas on the Corn Ferry Tour, which is one of those notorious windy spots. So uh, I agree. I think that does help him uh, if the scoring, you know, obviously hung in there at Wingfoot as well. So he, he doesn't like the shootouts, like you mentioned. That, that's, that's a great point. All right, let's get to some other guys. Um, uh, we've thrown a couple names out there, but Varner at 20 to 1, Emiliano Grio. Uh, 25 to one, Doc Redmond, 28 to one, Charlie Hoffman, 35 to one. 
Uh, Henrik Norlander, 35 to one, Stenson, 35 to one, Justin Sue, 35 to one, Cameron Tringle, 35 to one, ton of guys. And a guy I like, uh, and I'll let you, I know we've mentioned before, uh, Denny McCarthy, 35 to one. I, I, I'd like him obviously if he wasn't 35 to one, that, that's a little steep, but um, against this field, obviously, you know, the reigning two time reigning uh, strokes gain putting champ on tour. Now he goes to the Bermuda where there's, I mean, talk about true Bermuda greens. Can't get any truer than Bermuda greens in Bermuda. Uh, that's where the guy feasts. So I kind of like him. What about you guys uh, in, in that next group uh, of the 20 to, to 40 to one guys? Well, I know powers definitely on Denny McCarthy's the, Denny. the best player in the world. That's right. So uh, 35 to one. I like it. I, I do like Doc Redmond too. I think uh, Josh mentioned him 20 to one. Um, you know, he's just coming off a couple hot uh, finishes, two T3s at uh, Wyndham and Safeway. And, you know, he's one of the best ball strikers in this field. Like Josh said, the, the wind is predicted to get pretty tough from Friday on. So, uh, you know, I trust that, you know, he's top five in this field in approach, uh, strokes gain approach in the last 50 rounds per fantasy national. Um, he, he's really playing as well as anybody in this field since the restart. So, you know, if there's a chance for him to get it done, this might be the week and 28 to one isn't, isn't the worst number. So I, I do like him. Um, and a little down Henrik Stenson to, you know, he's just a little class above the rest of the guys in this field at 35 to one, you know, I'm, I'm willing to take a stab at him. He's played okay in his past couple starts. He played the Corrales, you know, another resort type course with wind. So, um, you know, I don't hate that. And I also like, uh, Chris Ventura to 35 to one. He's come close a couple times recently and he could get a hot putter to another good ball striker, uh, played well at the safe way. So, uh, 35 to one isn't a great number. Um, but I do think he has a little more win equity than, you know, some of those other guys. So, yeah, for me, um, there's a, there's a handful of guys that I had in this range that are in this range. I was coping kind of hoping one or two would slip through the cracks and be in that 50 to 61 range, but it just didn't happen with any of them. Uh, Denny McCarthy, you guys already mentioned. Um, I've been on him a few times, obviously putting is one of those random things, but there are guys who it's consistent with, and he's one of those type of guys. Uh, Cam Tr Tringale was a kind of a guy I expected to be like 50, 60, 70 to one range. Uh, I liked him this week and he's not, so I just couldn't bet him. Um, Hoffman's up there. Just hoping he'd slip through the cracks and didn't. Christopher Ventura, kind of another guy. Same thing with the corn fairy thing we mentioned before. He's 20, 25 to one in those fields. And we saw some drift, um, batting down to 35 to one in this run, but that's still not enough for me. Uh, I guess the one guy I would look at here would be Peter Malmati at 40 to one, um, top five at the Shriners, top five at Sanderson. Um, the only other guys coming in with top fives are Zalatoris and I think Henrik Norlander had one a couple weeks ago the rest of the field it's been a while since they've they've been up there in the leaderboard um so if you're looking at like recent form he's probably among the best with that um you just got to find a way to, to stomach betting peter malnati at 41 um but yeah with this type of field that's kind of really the only thing i would look at there um then obviously i mean you got like henrik stenson you're just betting raw talent that that will he'll follow this veteran narrative and follow the sergio lead and go and steal a weaker field event Hmm. Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't really like anyone there either. L agree with a lot of what you guys said. The, the first guy that jumps out to me is at 50. And <clears throat> I wish it was a little 
uh, of a bigger number, but Wes Bryan is 50 to one. He's been playing pretty well since June, three top 25s in his last five starts. He finished 12th at Sanderson. Um, he actually tweeted that it could have been much worse uh, and it could have been much better. So maybe there's a little room for improvement there. Uh, he's gained on approach and I think five straight starts uh, world-class short game player, good putter, just got a slick putter posted it on uh, his Instagram. It's a gold odyssey. So maybe that'll uh, give him a little bit of magic. And our, and our boy Lee Aldrich, one of our experts said that Harvard town's a comparable course and a lot of the other seaside courses. So that's enough for me to kind of like uh, West Bryan at this 50 to one number. All right. So yeah, let's get down to a little deeper here. Um, one guy who's right below that, I did want to mention, ask Josh about specifically, because I know he, he follows the Euro tour pretty closely. Uh, Rasmus Hogard, uh, 19 years old. He's already won twice on European tour this uh, year. Pretty impressive. I know he's got a twin brother who's, who's almost as good as he is. It's pretty remarkable, uh, talented family right there, but, uh, he's coming over here getting to play in, uh, you know, uh, some windy conditions, which maybe he's, he's used to also uh, against a weaker field. What, what do we think about him, Josh? Uh, yeah, I like Rasmus. Uh, I kind of wish it was like a month ago because he got that win in Europe. And then after that, his kind of let off the gas a little bit. Hasn't had a top 30 since then. Gotcha. Um, if it was a month ago, it, he was literally top five, top 10. We talked about what Will Zalatoris was doing on Corn Ferry Tour. He was doing that on the Euro Tour. And again, right. Um, where his ball striking was phenomenal and his putter wasn't working. And then one day it clicked and, and he wins. Uh, and then, yeah, his twin brother, we were on him last week uh, in, in Europe, 300 to one. And, and uh, he was in the top 20 last week. So he had a good little week too. But yeah, uh, Rasmus uh, does everything well tee to green. He drives it really well. He hits the irons well. He has a putter problem like a lot of these young guys do. Um, it's just kind of one of those weeks where is he going to figure it out? I think this will be a good spot for him just because he's a little bit more motivated, I would assume coming over and getting a PGA tour start in a real fit in a field like this, um, just having a chance to establish that sort of status at that, uh, at that young age is, is kind of a big deal for, for any of these guys. Um, and just talent wise, like sky's the limit for that dude. Um, if yeah, at that 45 to one number, if you're just betting like a raw talent play, he, he might be the best player in this field um, mm-hmm. off world okay. ranking. Um, I just looking at, I don't, I don't have the world rankings in front of me, but he might be up there as probably one of the top four to five guys in just off world rankings. So yeah, if you're just betting like raw talent, raw potential outright, I mean, in this type of field, I, I don't have a problem with Rasmus at all. He's, he's done all for me in the past. Yeah. He's 74th, uh, in the world ranking. So yeah, with this field that that's definitely, definitely up there. Um, and I'm sure, like you said, before this last month or so, he, he had climbed even higher than that. Um, all right, Steve, Chris, uh, and Josh, who, uh, anybody else in that kind of 50 and on downward range that we're, we're kind of targeting. I think Josh kind of talked me into Rasmus there. So I'm, I'm going to put a few bucks on him. Uh, last guy I'm going to probably bet on is Luke list. He's 45 to one played well at the Corrales. He's been playing well here and there. He's kind of been spotty, uh, has his weeks. And I think, you know, the putter is his weak point. Um, so you're going to need a, you know, an elite putter week from Luke list, which might be asking a lot, but you know, the ball striking is going to give him enough chances. So, uh, you know, this could be his week at 45 to one, it seems like the right number. So, you know, I'm willing to take that, you know, if you look a little lower, you got guys like powers mentioned West Bryant at 50 to one, I think Luke list 
might have a, a little better chance to win than Wes Bryan, although Bryan's been playing well. His iron play is great. Good win player, too, so I don't hate that pick just in terms of, you know, the caliber of guy Wes Bryant wasn't even on the tour last year. So um, I, I do think it's a week to kind of take stabs lower. I just don't really have a feel for anyone except maybe uh, Joseph Bramlett at 66 to one. Uh, he did play well at the Corrales. And I think that's definitely a, a corollary course. Uh, this is a little shorter. It's only 6,800 yards. Um, so you're going to be a little more precise with your irons rather than being able to drive it everywhere at Corrales. So um, yeah, it, it's a light card for me this week. You're kind of saving up the cash for the masters. Um, but that's, that's kind of my take there. No, I, I'm glad you mentioned Luke List because also uh, he 54-hole leader at PJ National a couple years back, lost yeah. to Jackson Thomas in a playoff, but, an, you know, eight under one of those windy uh, courses, obviously, so he can he can handle that. And, um, yeah, so, all right, Chris, uh, Josh, yeah, anybody else you guys want to mention down the board? Uh, way, way down. Actually, a guy Josh mentioned before, and that's Ollie Schneider-Jens. I'm, I'm just like a total sucker for Ollie. I was following him <laughs> at that uh, – that players a few years ago and he looked really good. And then he kind of went cold again. He went back to the corn Ferry tour, had a great season on the corn Ferry tour. Uh, I think he had four top 12s in his most recent eight corn Ferry tour starts. He makes a ton of birdies. He was second on the corn Ferry tour last year and birdie average 11th in scoring average. I do hope I'm not on the wrong brother though. Luke had that 59 Luke Schneider chance. He's, he's in this field as well. I think he's like 750 to one. Uh, he shot that 59 a few weeks ago on the on a mini tour and didn't even realize he shot 59. But Ollie 135 to one, and I'm going to bet him top 10 too at 12 to one. This is his first PGA Tour start, if you can believe it, since last year's Bermuda Championship. So, oh wow, gotta gotta imagine he's motivated. He was supposed to be a you know it's highly touted. He wasn't high, highly touted amateur. Was supposed to be a star, and and he kind of just has not found his. Footing reminds me of a, a certain guy named Patrick Rogers from Stanford. So maybe he'll be highly motivated this week. First PGA Tour start in a while. So I do like Ollie a lot this week. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're kind of starting to get into where my card actually starts. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, it started with Chess and Hadley and Bryce Garnett. Obviously, that's it's not too flashy here, but it's just kind of mm-hmm. going into that Brendan Todd mold. I'm, I was just kind of looking at that, what he did and what the top of the board kind of asked for. And it was just guys who kind of put it out there somewhere in the fairway, decent iron players, and then guys who make putts. And that's kind of what those two do. Um, any, this course obviously gives them a better chance because they can't overpower anything. They're not really that long compared to most of these fields. So with the course like this, it just kind of gives them a chance down in that range. Um, we've kind of seen both of them at, at times win these alternate field events and these coastal, I think had, I could be wrong. I can't remember where Hadley won, but I think it was Puerto Rico. And then uh, Garnett has won a Corrales. So there's uh there's maybe some island corollary there with these coastal windy island courses. So just a uh, couple guys down there that are where the irons are usually all right. The putters are usually all right. And they just don't have the length to contend most weeks, but that shouldn't play as big of a factor this time around. How about, you know, just kind of jumping out at me here, two guys at 90 to one um, Max Homa and, uh, and Kyle Stanley. I mean, you know, PGA tour winners and uh, you know, still, pretty fairly young players. Uh, what, you know, why are they so low? I actually took a look at Stanley. He's, you know, his strength is his irons and he's right. actually been like terrible on approach. Uh, his last few starts, I think he actually lost almost like six strokes on approach at the Shriners. So that was very uncharacteristic. Maybe, maybe it's just a bad stretch and and he'll snap out of it here, but 
I would, I would just stay away because that, that was a really, really bad week with his irons. And, and that's usually his strong, strongest part of his game. And yeah, Homa, that, that's interesting Myers, but he's lost strokes in six straight uh, events on approach and his last six tournaments, his best finish is a 52. Uh, he mm. has missed four of his last six cuts, but that's why his number is where it is. So, yeah. you know, yeah. 90 to one, he's done it before. Still, he's having a great fall, though. He's got the, the Lakers winning, the Dodgers about to win a World Series. Uh, so he's, he's doing okay. About uh, to win. Wow. Yeah, they're going to win. Let's be Snell honest. on the mound tonight. Let's be honest. They're going to win. Um, yeah. And they kind of deserve it. I, you know, when a team knocks on the door that many times, I feel like they deserve it. Now, they do out. Hopefully, the Yan- Hopefully, that's the Yankees. Soon. Well, right. That's what I thought about the Yankees, too. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm rooting for the Rays as the underdog, but. Uh, I think the Dodgers have this one. Um, all right. It is time for our bold take of the week. Uh, maybe it's someone we've already mentioned, but you're going to even go a little further out on the limb. Um, I'll kick it off, guys, because I'm excited. I know CP and Steve know. Uh, we've got one of the Mets' own uh, players making a rare PJ Tour uh, start this week. Uh, my man, Mike Miller, covered him as a high school kid. Uh, in Brewster. He was actually involved in this very bizarre um, playoff that involved a helicopter ride to the T last week. It was a small event uh, in New York, the Orange County Fall Classic, uh, an, an inaugural event. He lost to a fellow Corn Ferry Met guy, uh, Ryan McCormick, in that playoff. I guess he doesn't have the nerve, the stomach to handle a helicopter ride like that. I don't blame him. But anyway, he's he's in the field. And my bold prediction here is he will finish in the top 10. That is really bold because he's only played in four PGA Tour events before this. He's missed the cut in all four. That being said, two of those were U.S. Opens, um, and one of those was the Travelers last year uh, when he shot one under, but it was one of those ridiculous cut situations. So I'm scrolling down here. He's, he's, you know, he's actually not as far down the board as I thought he would be. He's getting some respect, which I, I kind of like. Um, he, he's, what is he, 4,000 to 1 to win. Um, he's, he's got the same odds as Luke Donald, um, but he is 33 to one top 10 um, and he's 12 to one top 20. So there we go. Mike Miller, not only will he make his first ever PGA tour cut, um, he's going to make his first PGA tour top 10. There you go. Let's go, Mike. All right. Love All right. That. Um, actually, guy, you just mentioned my, my bold take, by the way, I, I, I'm campaigning for this segment to be called spicy nugs. And if, Wendy's Wendy's wants to sponsor it. Uh, we're all ears. So great opportunity. Great opportunity. If anyone's listening out there that can make that happen. Um, just mentioned Luke Donald. I think Luke Donald plays well this week for a lot of the reasons Josh mentioned. And Steve could be windy, short course that plays to both his strengths. People forget he tied for 11th at the Honda this year. That was pretty wild that that just happened out of nowhere. I think Myers, you did that great post on him. Uh, they got his name wrong on the first tee. I think that that was this past year. And then oh, yeah. the pandemic hit. So, you know, he finally get, has a good start. Maybe, you know, his first good week in like a year. And then and then the coronavirus kind of stalls him. So I think this week plays to his strengths. I'm going to bet him top 20. He's 12 to 1. This is a former number one player in the world. 12 to 1 just to crack the top 20. You know, if, if it stays windy and like Josh said, if it stays in like the 15 under range i think he can uh you know still got a great short game can still putt so if he can throw up a few sub 70 rounds maybe maybe that'll be enough to finish top 20 so i do think luke donald plays well this week that's a very lukewarm 
take, but it is it is kind of bold at the same time. My other bold take, I'll do two. DA Girl, points. What is this? DA points has missed 17 straight cuts if you include <laughs> the Corn Ferry Tour. 17 straight cuts. Wow. I say DA points makes the cut this week. That's my super, super Bull. spicy take. Spicy nugs. Hey, Luke Donald, <laughs> by the way, posted that recently. We, we, we did something on it too. Uh, yes. Dragged him on Instagram with that, that grandma <laughs> meme that, the, the, you know, the, the grandma's in the walker with her daughter and she's like, Luke Donald was world number one. And, and the lady's like, okay, grandma. Yeah, sure thing. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, you can't believe he was world number one. And, but he was, he was incredible for a couple mm-hmm. of years. I mean, obviously not incredible at the majors, but uh, in regular PJ Tour events, I mean, he was a top 10 machine. He won, you know, he won a great Ryder Cup player. Great Ryder Cup player. I mean, he was, you know, tremendous. 2012, he hit that incredible yeah. shot on the par three at Medina. So. That's right. That's right. Not that yeah. long ago, but pretty yeah, long ago. That. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, all right. I like that. Steve, your bold take of the week. Yeah. I'm going to follow Powers and go to, although they will not uh, include DA points and Luke Donald. I don't know. I don't know about that. What is this? 2010, dude? Come on. <laughs> Our social team is going to love the DA points. Oh, oh, that, you're going to use those. I mean, that's that's hot content. right? Really now. shareable, hot, hot content. Very shareable. Uh, well, I don't know if this is hot content either, but uh, I will kind of counter what Chris said earlier. He said Harold Varner, 20 to 1, how there's really no chance for him to win. I'm not sure how you could say that. He's uh, first in this field, strokes gained T to green the last 50 rounds, second strokes gained approach the last 50 rounds per fantasy national i say harold varner gets his first win this wow. weekend and he does it uh in style too he's gonna do it by a couple strokes he's gonna be focused odds makers are high on him you know 20 to 1 at DraftKings. i'm willing to say he gets that first win so i like hv3 and then i'm going going with a little of a feel-good story for my second one if you go all the way down camilo vajegas is t- mm. 225 to 1 and look at his stats uh, the past two tournaments. He has been great on approach. At the Sanderson, he gained 7.3 strokes on his, on his approach and three strokes at the Shriners, although he missed the cut. It's really just been his putter. Uh, he lost over four strokes each of those tournaments uh, with his putter. 225 to 1, Camille Vijegas. Uh, you know, it's a short course. It doesn't matter if he's not one of the longest hitters. And obviously a feel-good story with the obviously tragic passing of his baby daughter, uh, you know, a little bit ago. So, you know, what better story would it be if, if the Jagus gets his, you know, comeback win, uh, kind of starts the season in a hot way with a win. Uh, I could see it. So Camille Vijegas win at 225 to one. So both of those. Yeah. Both of those would be great stories. Obviously uh, mm-hmm. Varner, you know, been rooting for him to get a win for a while now. Uh, Josh, you have a bold take. Sure. We'll go down way down the board there in that 400 to one range too, and go with Ryan Blom actually contending this week. Um, doesn't play much, doesn't have a lot of status, um, but to are at the Shriners, he gained four strokes off the approach. His problem is he's one of the shortest guys on tour. His numbers line up kind of like what Todd's looked like right prior to the win where he's way short off the tee, probably losing 15 to 20 yards on average to most guys. Um, but he finds enough fairways to hang around a little bit. His approach game is above average. And then he's uh, Bermuda's his best putting surface out of the, out of the trio that we usually see. So having that down there, he was in that same range, 12 to one top 20, but I think he has a really good week this week. All right, let's get into DFS. And uh, Steve, I know you, you like to go tiers, but do you want to just go with your lineups or do you want to do the, the tiers? Your call. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll just go with a couple of guys that okay. um, either we've mentioned or we haven't mentioned. Uh, a couple of guys that I'm going to play this week, I think, are Chris Ventura at 9,100. I, I think there's definite value there. A uh, couple top 10 finishes recently, and, you know, he's great off the tee and putting, and I think that's going to allow him to contend this week uh, in Bermuda. So definitely like him. Wes Bryan, who Powers talked about outright, I like him more as a DFS option. I, I see him as like a top 10, top 15 finish. He's at 7,800. So you're getting a good, uh, good discount there. One of the better approach players in this field. Um, and actually Powers, Patty Rogers is included in uh, Rick Gaiman's DFS right up on golfdigest.com. He's uh, you know, I think people are going to be off of him after his last two weeks, you know, he missed the cut at the Sanderson and the Shriners, but you know, those were kind of two rare uh, weeks where he lost strokes putting. He lost 6.8 strokes at the Shriners putting, which is like, you know, Powers could probably do better than that. He's got his new putter in the bag. You know, he's been putting it great. Uh, maybe he could show Patty Rogers a thing or two. Usually he's one of the best putters in the world. So um, so I do like Patty Rogers, 7,900. I'll, I'll go with Rick Gaiman there. And Rick Gaiman makes a good point. Uh, David Hearn at 6,700. Um, he's a name that, you know, people probably haven't heard in a while, but he finished T8 here last year. Uh, he's one of the only guys in this field, you know, who, who did have a top 10 in our back. Um, and then he also made the cut at the Safeway T14. So down in this range at 6,700, might have a little uh, discount there with David Hearn. All right. Uh, I'll go. Um, I started with Doc and Stenson, which I mean, I feel like everyone's going to have them. So that's probably a bad way to start your lineup. But uh, maybe I'll make some late minute, uh, late week switches on, on Wednesday night. And then I went Norlander, 8,900. Uh, I did throw an Ollie at the bottom, 6,200. Uh, Wes Bryan, 7,800. And then I threw in Kelly Craft at, at 6,600. He played well at Corrales, good iron player. Uh, made a hole in one, so craft uh, to round it out. All right, Josh. Any DFS particulars? Yeah, take take what I say with a big grain of salt because Arizona doesn't let us play. <laughs> but no, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Charlie Hoff, Charlie Hoffman uh, up there, ninety seven hundred, and, and Pat Perez at eight thousand. Uh, just two kind of veterans fitting that narrative we've seen all fall of of these guys who have won in the past, just kind of taking advantage of some of these weaker fields. Uh, they're both solid guys. You could probably expect them to make a cut and at least get you four rounds. And in this type of field where there's a going to be a lot of variance with the with the talent levels, you kind of feel safe with those two guys. You know they're going to make a lot of birdies in this type of event. And then further down, uh, Brendan Grace at 6900 is a little weird to me. Um, obviously, form's been bad for a little while there, but uh, what we did see in one of these weak field events in in Tahoe was he he was right up there in contention, and then he had to withdraw from COVID. So. Um, it could be a thing where that may have thrown him off a little bit, but in this type of field, it's just kind of a pure talent play. You know, down there, he's with the likes of, of the, the Scott Harrington's and the Hudson Swafford's. And obviously those guys have, have had good weeks recently and Swafford's won, but at the same time, like Grace does have another gear that those guys potentially don't have. So, I mean, at that level, if you even need to dip down that far, because I'm not sure you're going to be spending 11 K on Brendan Todd and Will Zalatoris that much this week. So, you could probably just balance out and don't need to dip that low, but yeah, Brennan Grace is somebody I, I'd look at just because the field is just so weak, and he we know his what his talent level is capable of. You, you you mentioned COVID, and I think what Steve two or three weeks in a row we've had uh, someone drop out after whether it be DJ or Finau or whatever. So hopefully, knock on wood, we're we're not uh, going to be in that situation this week where we have a late 
withdrawal. Uh, Josh, are you out in Arizona? What, what's the gambling situation out there? What's legal? Bad. What's not? <laughs> Bad? No, no, I'm, dude, I'm in New we, York. We, I'm in we, New York we, and it, it's, it's awful. So yeah, I mean, I can't do anything. We, we drive, we road trip to Vegas. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's a five hour drive. Yeah. Hour flight. <laughs> it's crazy. These guys living in New Jersey. I mean, we used to knock them for being the Jersey boys and living in the armpit of America, but you know, they, they at least they can <laughs> wow. so it's, it's yeah. got its pros and cons. Uh, there's, there's a lot of pros right now. A lot it's of pros, pros, pros. And, pros. And, and I kid, because obviously we know Jersey's got some, some great golf courses too. So uh, the best in the world for sure. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's like a crazy. All right, Steve, you had in the rundown, we, we want to talk about just a couple last things. Um, early masters bets worth taking. And I'll just start by first saying, I noticed when I was doing my, my ranking this week, obviously, you know, Cantley jumped up there to 25 to one, although I'm still kind of surprised he, he might, he's only 25 to one. When you, when you look at a guy like Xander Shoffley, who's 14 to one, that, that still doesn't really totally make sense to me, but the guy I will say Brooks Kepka, who we saw, you know, slinging it around, Last night, making birdie after birdie, almost hole one after hole one on Instagram story with his girlfriend. Um, he has dropped now from at one point he was 10 or 12 to one. Then he went to 14, uh, then 16. He's come back. He finished T28 at CJ Cup. Uh, he's now dropped down to 20 to one. So, you know, it's kind of that thing for me, you know, we haven't seen much from him, but we also didn't see much from him before he, he had that close call at the, the World Golf Championship. So, He's obviously planning on playing. He's, he's come back to me. We're talking about getting a bet in now. I don't think his odds are going to get too much worse than 20 to one. So that's just my take. Anybody else? No, I would, uh, I a hundred percent agree. I think if you're going to bet him, you bet him now. Cause he's playing Houston, right? He already committed. Yeah. To that. So he, yeah. He, no, it's not going to go. He could miss the cut and it's not, it's going to stay at 20. If he right. plays well, it's going to go down to 16, 14, right. maybe. So if you do want to bet him, if you believe that, you know, you know, going seven under and eight holes on Instagram live is, <laughs> right. is a sign of things to come, you know, may, maybe, maybe you bet him now, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't wait on Brooks if you do like him. Yeah. Anybody else? like anything? That's a good call. I mean, cause kept, it was like eight to one before the U S open. I know that's, that's his tournament, uh, you know, was, uh, and won it a couple of times coming into it. Um, but 20 to one is unreal compared to that number and not much has changed except he's had a, you know, couple of weeks off and the injury. So, which was already a, a factor. So right. I like that. Um, I do like Patrick Reed at 28 to one is decent to me. Um, and I think the guy I'm a little excited about is Scotty Scheffler. He's at 66 to one. We've seen him play really well the last three months or so. Um, also had the COVID scare had to withdraw from the U S open. I, I think I'm leaning toward like a first round leader, bet on Scheffler. Um, so obviously you can't bet on those yet, but 66 to one is at least a little intriguing to me. He's gained mm -hmm. strokes off the tee and, you know, over 10 events in a row. Um, you know, he's just so elite. Um, and man, an interesting guy next to him is Jordan Spieth at 66 to one. That number just even a couple months ago was like 20 to one. So that just tells you how much the betting public is really fading Spieth. So, um, the last guy I'll mention is Adam Scott at 50 to one. Um, hasn't done much recently, but it's the masters. He always seems to play well. And that's a pretty good number. So, well, you're assuming he comes back from, from COVID. So yeah, I liked him last week. Yeah. Yeah. You right. would expect him to be okay in a couple of weeks. I think um, maybe you wait and see, cause that number's probably going to, you know, it's not going to get any better. So. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, Josh, any Masters guys or or um, wait? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll usually wait at this point because like yeah. two weeks out, you're usually seeing a lot of guys like get cut. Like Cantley did obviously off the win, but there's not going to be too much drift out. I mean, we got a little bit with Brooks, but outside of that, you're pretty much just seeing guys get cut from here. So you got to kind of wait till the week of and hopefully guys start fading back. Um, but yeah, basically kind of what you guys said, Brooks. Uh, I like Brooks here. Um, had him when Tiger broke my heart. Everyone was rooting for Tiger. I was rooting for the entire everyone else said Xander and Brooks take second that year. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was pretty anti Tiger there, but yeah, Brooks, I mean, obviously everything's kind of been said about Brooks. There's nothing really out there, yeah. but yeah, I'm fine with that. And same with Reed Reed's kind of rounding into form here. And we know, I mean, guys kind of, I mean, once you've won at the masters, it kind of takes all that pressure off and we see a lot of repeat winners. Um, yeah. Guys like Bubba, even who, once uh once you find that course you can kind of like um obviously we, we we've seen on twitter quite a bit how much uh patrick Reed likes the draws and how how the pga can tend to be against him it seems like from a certain <laughs> anonymous twitter account out there right. um but yeah it's it, yeah patrick reed obviously yeah he's capable of winning if he gets in contention yeah he's nails on sundays so yeah i wouldn't have a problem with that and then one guy like way down the board that's really boring and nobody likes to talk about him but uh lee westwood's been quietly just stringing together results in europe uh, every single week he's top 10 top 15 um just ball striking lights out never making a putt um basically the same lee westwood we've seen for 20 years um but yeah if you're looking for something once the odds come out or a dfs play uh for like a top 15 or a top mm -hmm. 10 top 20 or looking for that sort of thing keep lee westwood on the radar because obviously he's he's played a lot of good results and just it's going to be interesting this year, just kind of how the weather is, how the cold temperatures are, just what, what we see from Augusta um, playing at this time of year. And I think if it gets cooler or if there's any sort of wind, that's obviously going to help out a lot of these Euro guys who are more used to playing in those type of conditions, I think. Right. Yeah. I've been mentioning Reed too. I, I think Steve on Westgate, he's still like 40 to one to win the master. So it's, wow. it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, all right, Josh, I know you like to make uh a few more bets on, on the Euro tour. Usually is there anybody you've, you've uh, got your eye on for the Cyprus open this week? Yeah, it's weird. We've never uh, seen a Cyprus open that I can recall. <laughs> so right. yeah. Um, this week it's a, it's a shorter course uh, resort course. I expect it to be pretty easy, especially if the winds don't pick up. It's just a lot of iron play and putting. So um, guys I'm looking at, I haven't Tuesdays usually the day I really kind of dive into it more, but I've kind of, uh, looked out like Gavin Green's always a guy on shorter courses where there, where you just need to make a lot of putts. That I kind of go to Antoine Rosner was on my card last week. And I think he'll probably make it again this week. He's 40, 50 to one type guy again, iron play. And he's about an average putter and then Sammy Valamaki, um, another guy, same thing. Irons and putting is kind of his best spots. Um, yeah. And if the wind picks up, if I can get a little more on that, um, further down the board, someone like Jamie Donaldson, one of those veteran guys has handled, but been on these coastal type courses, these resort type courses. Um, he's handle, he was, he's been stringing together a few good results over there. Um, top 10, top 15 type stuff. And then was in contention in Spain and kind of had a bad Sunday, but he's been kind of trending upwards and he's in that 80 to one range. So those are kind of just some early looks that I've had there, but I've still got a little more work to do since I don't have much history betting golf in Cyprus. So we'll have to kind of figure that out. 
Well, I think the, the, all those names might be the first time any of them we've said on, on this podcast. So <laughs> I love, love, love the versatility here. Uh, and Steve, you, you wanted to talk about the uh, PGA Tour champions. Was there someone you had in mind? It was Phil. Is Phil playing this week or something? No, <laughs> Phil is not playing. I just figured, you know, it, it's going on and, you know, yeah. Josh didn't. What's that? Timber Tech. What the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Some uh, some sort of brand that's getting in the in the mix. Um, Timberland yeah. brand to Timber Tech. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out come yeah. Sunday. But I would just say to follow Josh on Twitter because he's putting out some really good bets, and you know, almost I almost won with him on Euro. He's really sharp on Euro and one on the LPGA, like you talked about before. So Joshua Perry twenty two is his handle and obviously puts out great stuff for action network. So make sure to follow. And uh, it's been great talking to him and obviously great talking to you guys. Uh, CP do not bet the Cowboys again this week. You're uh, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, good. No, sir. Learned your lesson. All right. Uh, thanks again to everybody for listening. Please subscribe to us on Apple podcasts. If you haven't done so already, thanks again uh, to our producer, Greg Gottfried. Uh, and please check back next week when again, hopefully we'll be celebrating a little more. <laughs>